Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 6th, so we'll be chatting about movies from December 8th to the 14th, 2017. This is Josh, and I'm with Lee this afternoon. I'm with Josh this afternoon. Whoa, weird. (laughs) What do you think? It's funny, because I remember a while ago, when did we go over to the weekly schedule? Four years ago? Five years? It seems like yesterday. Yes. But it also seems like not soon enough. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember we had a meeting about it and the pros and cons, and and it's gone great. I I love the weekly Mm -hmm. schedule. I was like everybody else, where I grew up with the monthly calendar on my Mm -hmm. fridge. But I remember one of the things you said was, it probably means we're going to have less movies per week. Like on an average week, we might just have two films. (laughs) And the past... Three or four weeks, we've had a dozen movies a week. (laughs) So many movies that you can't fit them onto our little six grid. Uh, Some of that is because of rentals or or one-offs like Christmas specials and stuff like that. But I think back to that day of like, oh, it'd be weird showing two movies a week. And this Mm -hmm. week, including a rental, we have 10 movies or 11 movies. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an embarrassment of riches where we just have so much to show. That time of the year, there was a demand to bring back Loving Vincent. Maybe we did it a week too early. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But going back to the whole idea of switching to the weekly schedule, I wish we did that out of the gate. I wish oh, for we, sure. When the Mayfair closed and we restarted, although we had the program guys look great and the people loved them, I wish out of the gate we just went weekly. You know, it kind of, it kind of took the failure of Mayfair Theatre Orleans to realize that. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. Mayfair Theatre Orleans opened. Uh, I was only I was forced to do it weekly um, because you can do a three-screen program, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. We should do this on Bank Street. <laughs> so when it closed in Orleans, it's like, okay, let's just try it in Bank Street. And it's been, uh, it, it seems like the the best business decision oh, we've yeah. ever made. Well, and... Hiring Angela Point and... And, and number one. <laughs> <laughs> I worked the matinee shifts last weekend, and a nice lady came in and was coming to see whatever nice grown-up movie we were screening, Florida Project or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she asked, she said nicely, oh, I, I kind of miss your monthly schedules. And I said what we just said. I said, oh, well, I understand, but what it helps us with is to program on the fly, to, to mm-hmm. hold over movies. If something big gets offered to us in the 11th hour, mm-hmm. if something sad happens like Leonard Nimoy dies, we can put in a Star Trek screening right away. So sad. And she was very nice. and just kind of She kind of perked up and went, oh, I'm clearly not a business person because I never thought of it like that. That makes sense. And there's other things too that get in the way, like Loving Vincent. Wanted to bring it back. We should have been showing it over the weekend instead of one screening of Florida Project. Yeah. But it's at the Bytown again, so I can't oh. show it. We can't show it this weekend. We have to wait for it to finish at the Bytown. Right. And I didn't realize, oh, darn, we decided to bring it back the same time the Bytown decided to bring it back. So we just wait those two days, and then we, we, it's on Monday and Tuesday. It would have been on there more if it wasn't for the Bytown. So there's all this, like, jigsaw puzzle thing happening. Yeah. and um, It's yeah. stuff that people don't think about because right. somebody emailed me. I don't know if, we got, if he emailed you as well. And he had a nice enough question, but he was like, what if you guys set up... It was very complicated. He was like, what if you guys set up a thing where people can vote on movies and then you could put in the movies and then that'll drum up interest? And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea on paper. And I know some theaters do that, but I think most theaters who do that are multiplexes where they have a screen to throw away. Yeah. If we said whatever, like, okay, we're going to play White Christmas <laughs> if enough people vote for White Christmas or we're going to play something else. It's just it's too complicated and then people might want movies that we can't get that aren't in distribution or that are playing at the buy town or playing somewhere else like there's just so many factors everything looks good on paper on paper on paper right yes. now <laughs> we should be showing three billboards 
Right. Because if you look at the paper, the newspaper, yes. it's only playing in the suburbs, the Gloucester yeah. <laughs> Center, uh, Canada, and we should have it because it's not playing at Landmark, in Lansdowne, over right. across the street. But it's a weird time of year, it's Oscar season, and they're going to go for a wider release again soon. They're going to push it. And pushing it means Mayfair don't bug us. Right. <laughs> I guess we're going to yeah. push it back into the mainstream with a, some a wider Cineplex run. But at the same time, where are you going to do that? Because Star Wars opens on Thursday, and every theater is going to be playing Star Wars on ten different screens. Yeah, and I mentioned this before, where I, I was listening to a, a different movie nerd podcast, and I was kind of naive to this because I'm just a bit too young to remember the boom of the multiplex. Mm-hmm. But when the multiplexes came in, some cinema nerds were like, "Oh, this is our savior because we're going to have one screen with Star Wars, one screen with." the Pixar movie, and then one screen, a Canadian film, a foreign film, a classic film, etc. But what's happened is you get Star Wars on six screens and Pixar on four screens. And it will be on screen yeah. until well after the holidays. Yeah. It it's, it's, has to play on the IMAX screens like for months. And that works in our favor because yes. often we'll get movies really fast, if not almost premieres. Josh, they'll be begging us to play oh. three billboards in yeah. a week or two. <laughs> begging us. After let Star Wars come out and be the monster it's going to be, and they'll be begging us. <laughs> and when people ask, and again, I could understand people just wanting to know, wanting to know what's coming, they'll say, when are you screening Disaster Artist? Or do you have plans oh. to screen fill-in-the-blank Sundance film? And I always reply, and I try to be nice and not sound too cut and paste, of Yes, we know of this film, and we're going to screen it as soon as we can, if we can, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, say a bigger film, like we didn't get to screen Beauty and the Beast, and I think we even screened the trailer a couple times, but the issue was sometimes we get to play a Disney film, but we screen it for a weekend, and then it comes out on Blu-ray, and I think with Beauty and the Beast, we just missed our window, Mm -hmm. so sometimes that happens, like we're not as powerful as people might think we are, we don't get to Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. we want to screen Disaster Artist now, we have Mm -hmm. to wait till the powers that be say okay you guys can have it in February or March or yeah. hopefully sooner but the disaster artist is a good point to bring up because I'm getting a lot of those emails yes and a lot of staff and friends of staff and friends of friends and friends <laughs> yeah. of friends are asking when are you going to put the disaster artist and uh, we should be we should be starting it this Friday oh I wish but it's opening wide at the Cineplexes because A24 is represented by Elevation here in Canada and Elevation has an obligation to open as wide as they can which means Cineplex right. Cineplex has the opportunity to show it four or five times a day we don't have that we can maybe show it seven days a week seven times in the week wherein you know a multiplex can almost show it seven times in one day so you know but at the same time like things that if it opened at the Bytown it would make more money at the Bytown than it would work at Silver City even though Silver City's showing it seven, five right. times as much. But they don't understand that in Toronto. Anyway, when are we going to get the disaster artist seems to be the question of the, uh, on everyone's mind. Uh, it probably won't be to the new year because I imagine it's going to open wide. It has to fizzle. And by the time it fizzles, in terms of box office, that's when the Oscar nominations come out. And if it does as well as everyone thinks it's going to do with the Oscar nominations, then boom, it's big again. Right. And we might not get it till February. We'll see. We'll get it, as, obviously, as soon as we can. We'll show it as much as we can with the room. But it's not too far away. It's, that's not too yeah. long away. No. Greg Sestero told everyone to wait, so everyone should wait. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering the Mayfair is in the disaster artist. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I'm, I'm waiting. I tell, I'm I tell that to the distributor. It's like, yeah. why would you open it anywhere else? The Mayfair is is Silver City in the yeah. in the movie? No, the Mayfair's in the movie. It's like, you know, it's like not being invited to your own wedding. Yeah, it's like how, how many times has the multiplex in Ottawa screened the room? How many times have they had Tommy and Greg drop by? Zero. Do they sell the room underwear? No, <laughs> we sell the room or Tommy was underwear. But yeah, oh, it's it's. Me. 
my friends, by crazy happenstance, my friend Roxy, who's a big fan of the room, was sad she couldn't be here for Greg. But the reason she wasn't here is because they were on vacation in Austin and they went to see Disaster Artist. And I said, did you notice the Mayfair? And she freaked out. She oh. she was like, oh, I thought it was you guys, but I go with <laughs> you know. But she said it was great. Christy and I will be in Pittsburgh watching it tomorrow. Tomorrow night? Tomorrow, tomorrow night. night? Yeah, tomorrow night. There's, it starts... Yeah, in Ottawa, there's, tomorrow, there's screenings tomorrow. It starts tomorrow night. There's, like, preview screenings at 7 and 10, I think. So we're going to go to Pittsburgh to see it. Well, it made, like, a million dollars on 12 screens or something. Right. It's so ama- it, yeah. it did really well. Yeah, Phantom Thread's been making lots of money. Woody Allen's Wonder Wheel's been making lots of money on, like... Two or three screens in New York or in L.A. Right, right, right. There's a lot of money. Yeah, what's the biggest movie right now? There was one film that opened up really small and made a killing. But it's, yeah, it's per screen average yeah. is nuts. Yeah, and, and we're in that season where people want to get that on screen for two weeks. Because I believe the rule is you have to be on screen for two weeks in two major cities. So New York, L.A. So everyone releases it around now. And it might not be released wide till the end of January. That's why they did, that's why they did a week in New York City of Phantom Thread in November because it opens Christmas Day and that's not over two weeks. Ah, yes. So they, they gave it a week in, 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 in New York. Yeah. In November, like end of November. It would have been fun to go see. Were you there? I was, was there for American Thanksgiving, so yeah, I was there for November. Yeah, the, the Phantom Thread was probably playing somewhere down there. Probably. It was interesting though, I chatted with, we visited, we know somebody who has a bar in Brooklyn and we went to visit them, uh, a, new, a new friendly acquaintance we made thanks to Podcast Land went to visit their bars called Hinterlands in Brooklyn and we were chatting with one of them who is a New Yorker and I was joking about how it's funny how back in the day when they filmed the Warriors in New York mm-hmm. they filmed it because it made production design easy because that's yeah. what New York looked like in yeah. 1978 or whatever yeah. it was and she's just old enough to remember that These are the armies of the night can you dig it? Can you dig it? The Furies. The Boppers. The Hi-Hats. The Lizzies. The Turnbull ACs. The Gramercy Riffs. Riffs! Yeah! These are the Warriors. We know about the Warriors. They're a heavy outfit. They're from Coney Island. Warriors? You guys are the big dudes, huh? Now, they're in the Bronx. We're going back. 27 miles behind enemy lines. It's the only choice we got. Between them and safety, stand 20,000 cops. (laughs) And 100,000 sworn enemies. I want them all. I want all the Warriors. They've got one way out. They've got one chance. They've got one night. The Warriors. And I said, is there a Mayfair in New York or in the New York boroughs? And she was like, there's a few theaters, but really not. Like, a lot of the real classic theaters have closed down. And the cool theater is the Alamo Drafthouse in New York now. Yeah. 
But it's it's crazy that even New York, this great heritage type town, really has lost a lot of their movie yeah, theaters. There's no cool single screen theater. There's a few like cool multiplexes, but there's yeah. still like multiplexes. Yeah, there's yeah. one across from where did they film Home Alone? What was that hotel? Home Alone Two. That was like in the Trump thing, wasn't it? What, no, no, no. It's by Central Park. It looked okay. like Central Park. Yeah, but there's a cinema there in in, in like a shopping center that gets films like Phantom right. Thread or you know months before it comes out. We didn't do any movie watching because we were too busy doing other cool nerd things. I had dreams of getting you a BB-8 autograph because oh, we went yeah. to see a comedian named Ben Schwartz mm -hmm. who strangely did the noises or the improv that inspired BB-8. But he was in and out. He didn't hang around, so I didn't get to meet him. But we went to see him at, at UCB Theater, and then we went to see SpongeBob SquarePants on Broadway. So we did some other cool stuff, but didn't do anything movie. We went to visit the Ghostbusters Firehouse, which... Is it, it still covered? It is. It gave me a heart attack for a second, because they're like, oh my god, are they tearing it down? But they're not. They're just repairing it, giving it an upkeep. Yeah, that was like that when we said we went in the summer, it was still, it was like that. It's like, you can't tear down that. That's, that's the greatest thing in New York City. You can't. They still have the, the Ghostbusters symbol on the ground, but it does need some upkeep. Somebody needs to go and give that a little paint it's, job. Yeah, so people go over there and, and add, like, graffiti the sidewalk, but nice yes. stuff about Ghostbusters. Yeah. So that'll be opened up again sooner or later, but that, that's my... That's my, like, New York touch point. I've been there six times, and I think I visited that six times. You always come up the subway entrance? Yeah. It's right there. It always hits me. It always, like, it's this bizarre, real-life fantasy mix-up of, of <laughs> wow, the Ghostbusters firehouse is a yeah. real thing. Yeah. And it's always weird, because that it's a working firehouse. Not at the moment, but when it gets fixed up, it'll be a working firehouse again, where when you call the firefighters, they'll come out of there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was fun. What are you going to Pittsburgh for this time? Was your third third, third time in a week? Sorry, uh, year. <laughs> yeah, year, third time yeah. this year. SteelCon is a convention in the parking lot of the Monroeville Mall where they shot the original Dawn of the Dead. I went. Right. I went for the Dawn of the Dead reunion this year, and I thought I'd you know always wanted to go to the Monroeville Mall. Thought I'd never go back again. Well, what a yeah. treat! <laughs> now I'm going back a third time because I keep bringing back these cool guests. Over the summer, Burt Reynolds was there. Burt Reynolds never does picture ops and, and signatures so I took my son my son and I went down and this time Christine and I are going to go and meet um, three of the cast members from Twin Peaks oh cool including Audrey uh, Audrey Horn yes Sherilyn Finn and Lucy and Andy will be there and also it lets me finish off a lot of Christmas uh, <laughs> yeah. things like you know there's like a lot of small things I want to get from my son my daughter just wants money <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me happy too to be able to collect a few things his birthday is right after Christmas okay. so it's kind of like two birds with one stone yeah. I got him his Chris big Christmas gift already I'm getting a few birthday presents actually you gotta make sure to like actually give him birthday presents and not be like Here's here's a shoe. You can get the other shoe. <laughs> That's right. If it's your birthday, you get the other shoe. Yeah. Christy's uh, got thrilled that um, Lou Ferrigno is going to be there. Oh. And she's lifting weights now. She pumps a lot of iron. Yeah, yeah. So she wants to get her photo taken with Lou Ferrigno. I'm like, you know, all jacked up, which is funny that she wants to do that. I was like, no, no, just Twin Pigs. Lou Ferrigno comes to Ottawa like every year. Yeah. Like, no, no, we get a picture taken with Lou Ferrigno. So that might happen. How, how What's great about this is SteelCon is really small. Like it's a small room. Yeah. And lineups are really short, but it's amazing what they get. I was there, God, ages ago, maybe like 10 years ago, went because a movie I worked on was screening there. And that's when I got to go to the mall and, and mm -hmm. go to the graveyard for Night Living Dead. Yeah, it's a small con. So I got to like chat with everybody, whether it be a comic creator or. I was chatting with one guy, just chatting. Somehow I bumped into him. We're like small talking. Oh, where are you from? Your accent. Oh, New Zealand. And it took like eight minutes. And I'm like, 
oh my god, this is Baby Boba Fett. And I was just having a chat with <laughs> the guy. He's going to be there. He's going to oh, be there he? too. And I'm kind of pissed at yeah. him because a little while ago, a, little, a couple of weeks ago, he posted that he got invited to the red carpet premiere of The Last Jedi in all of Hollywood. He's yeah. Got, and he said, it's plus one. Who wants to come? It's a joke. And everyone tweeted and liked it or, or liked it and commented. And it's this Saturday. And he's not going to be in L.A. for The Last Jedi red carpet premiere. He's going to be at SteelCon. He lied. He lied. I just can't believe he's chosen SteelCon over that. And there's even no one lined up at his table because it's like a weird festival. Yeah, like it's not yeah. going to be like the Star Wars celebration. And I'm going to ask him for the. I'm going to ask him for the pass and see if I, you know, say, Christy, let's get on a plane. Yeah. Go. <laughs> if, if Boba, if Daniel Logan's is yeah, real, yeah, yeah. I can't believe he's he's let that go. I mean, if you're in Star Wars and you're thinking maybe being invited again to be in the movie. Go to the red carpet premiere. G- Kathleen Kennedy will be there. Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, all the yeah. people who might hire you for another movie someday will be there. And you should go and be a part of that. But I don't know what's in his head. Going, yeah, <laughs> going to a small con in Pittsburgh can't be that cost-effective versus going Yeah, he's going to be looking at pictures on his phone for everyone uh, having a good time. That's a turning point in his life. He's going to be looking <laughs> back on this and be like... He's, he's going to see a picture of somebody else who went from one of the prequels, yeah. and they're going to get a new movie or Sam something. Sam Morrison. Yeah. It's really exciting. I like watching the red carpet thing. We pull down the screen, kids and I get together in the couch and watch it live. Verizon streams it live on StarWars.com, and it's okay. really fun to watch. It yeah. feels like you're there. It's like being at the Mayfair and watching the Oscar. Last year was nominated for an Emmy, that live, live stream. Oh, okay. It's, it's, so, it's, it's so well done. I was going to tell you this in the bank. I said, let's save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> People often come up to these live, the last Jedi can be any goodly. Right, and I and I told him it's almost guaranteed, for this reason that Ryan Johnson, the director of Last Jedi, was offered a new trilogy at Dis- at Disney or versus Lucas getting fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so yeah, so do you think if the Last Jedi was mediocre, was just passable, you think Disney would have offered him a billion dollars to make three new movies? Right, <laughs> because this new Star Wars film, it's two hundred fifty-four million dollars to make. Oh my god, it's huge. So three of those is a billion dollars. Yeah. They wouldn't have given him that if they didn't love the picture. If they didn't think everyone's going to love it too. So, I mean, to me, that's that's, the, that's what it is. That it, it's going to be stellar. And it's crazy. Like two hundred fifty million dollars is a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it's when you look at budgets of other movies, and you look at a budget of some or countries. <laughs> yeah, but you look at a budget of some movie like a romantic comedy, a drama, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred and fifty million dollars, and you're like, oh yeah, well this all averages out then. Mm-hmm. And when a movie like Star Wars. It will make back that money opening weekend. Yeah. And it's probably already made X amount of dollars from merchandising. And then they know all of us nerds are going to buy the Blu-ray. So it, it's, it is expensive. It's crazy to spend that much on a movie, you think. But you're like, well, they know what they're doing and it's supply and demand. People Magazine just came out celebrating 40 years of Star Wars. And they have a page where it lists all these things about all seven films now. Or eight films now. And includes budgets and how much they made. And if you look at the budget, the budgets for the prequels were, were small because they were independent movies. And, right. And ILM didn't, the special effects isn't in the budget because it's all free. Yeah. Force Awakens is the most, sorry, Last Jedi is the most expensive Star Wars film ever made. It's also the longest because they're building sets like, like they're making uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. They're building these huge sets, like hundreds of sets now for these movies because everyone hated the prequels and all the green screen stuff. They're trying to things, keep things practical. Neil Scanlon has, has made more creature effects for this film, Animatronics, than The Force Awakens and Rogue One combined. Oh, wow. And to me, that's my favorite thing about Star Wars now. What's in front of the camera? Yeah. The sets and Neil Scanlon's work is the best thing about Star Wars. And there's twice as much 
Rogue One was like I kept going to see it over and over again and just focusing on all his animatronics and Rogue One too, Force Awakens two, masking at his castle. I can't wait to go to Canto Bight and see what he does there. And it's just gonna be so fun eye candy. It's gonna be yeah. worth. It's gonna be worth seeing more than once. And I can't obviously wait to see it at the Mayfair. Yeah, in March when we finally yeah, get the for March break. <laughs> and there's an inflation thing too where. Yeah. People are now at the multiplexes paying twenty bucks a ticket. Where even nineteen ninety nine or two thousand doesn't seem that long ago, but back mm-hmm. then I think the movie ticket was like eight bucks or whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's all to take into account as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be. But they're spending money. The budget it's it's big because they're, they are spending money in front right. of, in front of the camera. Usually that money spent behind the camera, like on Justice League. They spent so much money oh, on that cast. Yeah, and it's all behind the camera stuff. Yeah, I went to see Justice League because I got free passes to it, and it was not good. It was, I'm so I know. I talked to Mark um, about it. He's like, you know how s- sad it is. Yeah. Like, all my life, if you told me there's a Justice League movie yeah. coming up, I'd be losing my shite. Yeah. And I'm a DC boy. I love DC comics. And do you think it needed? And when I think of Justice League when I was a kid, they they, they lived in like this looked like the Hollywood the Hollywood yeah, dome, like on Super Friends. Yeah. The, not the, the Hollywood. The Hollywood. Hollywood uh, Bowl. Bowl. The Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. It looked like that. Super Friends. Hollow Justice. Hollow Justice. Yeah. You think it needed something like that? It, it was just... <laughs> it was a lot of people who meant well, but a really bad director, and you could tell it was like by piecemeal. Mm-hmm. And it had maybe a half dozen good moments, but those moments didn't outweigh all the bad. And it didn't help that I saw Thor right before it, which yeah. I really loved. Mm-hmm. And you compare Kate Blanchett as a villain versus a PlayStation video game character as a villain right it just doesn't do you know anyone who likes Justice League I know a couple people but I really? I, I stand by thinking they're in denial Helsinki Syndrome yeah. Is that what, yeah. like, me the, like me in the Phantom Menace <laughs> yeah kind of, yeah like and it's fine <laughs> to like what you years like later but I'm still in denial <laughs> I went in wanting to be like okay Joss Whedon had a hand in this I, mm-hmm. I, I love oh yeah but no no yeah. at the end it just felt sad so forget all these giant blockbusters we're talking right. about. What are we showing? Let's talk about Look what we're screening. There's so many good movies at the Mayfair right So now. from the 8th to the 14th, we did mention that we're bringing back Loving Vincent for a couple screenings and The Florida Project for one screening. I've seen them both, really like them both, especially Florida Project is yes. something else. Nothing it's, beats it. When you talk about excellence right now, there's a lot of excellence. Yeah. I compare everything to the Florida Project. Yeah, it's still underneath. Did you see here the little girl on Jimmy? Jimmy? Oh, no, I didn't. No. After Tommy Wiseau and, and Jess Franco. What's his James name? Franco. James Franco. <laughs> and Tommy Wiseau were on Kimmel. I, uh, yeah, I gotta watch the that little girl, The little, little girl came out after from, and she is, she stole the show. She was the best thing about that show. She's, yeah. two, she's seven, and she came out, and she didn't want to uh, be foul mouth, but right. she gave the middle finger to, for the audience, and they all cheered. And, and it was just, it's a movie filled with unlikable characters, except for Willem Dafoe, but it still gets you. Like, like the kid's a jerk, the mom's horrible, the neighbor's not very nice, the, yeah. like, it's, the kids are monsters, yeah. <laughs> kids, but, man, and Willem Dafoe, you kind of forget that he's like, a national treasure. He's he's great. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. So yeah, we only have him for one screening, but if you haven't seen it yet, do come by and check out Florida Project on Sunday afternoon. Then we have Human Flow, an epic documentary. It's about oh, yes. homelessness or about people being displaced. And it's big. It's two hours, 20 minutes. It did really well at the Bytown. And it's I think it's one of those Oscar buzz best documentary possibilities. So we have that for a couple screenings. And everything we have, not for very many screenings, because of a bunch of Christmas specials and rental and Ottawa Film Society. Ottawa Film Society. So it's a packed yeah. week. Yeah. We also have Lady Bird, which I'm dying to see. Yes. That, yeah. I love Greta Gerwig. This is getting buzz for pretty much everybody involved it's actors, the picture, director. Best reviewed film ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Across, nobody doesn't like it. Usually there's always somebody where you're like, 
everybody loves it. Rolling Stone and Entertainment Weekly, and there's like one New York Times who was like two stars. And you're like, I bet what? you Tommy Wiseau doesn't like it. Pro- probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The trailer looks great. Yeah. It's got Laurie Metcalf, who most of us know from Roseanne, but before that and during that was kind of a big time Broadway actress and did a lot of mm-hmm. more dramatic things. And she is getting a lot of buzz for best supporting actress. Saoirse Ronan, who I can never pronounce her name right. Yeah, no. Is <laughs> yeah, she doesn't work here. Yeah. How would you ask so, her? Saoirse Seahorse? Saoirse Seahorse? You mind cleaning this up? Are you sure she is? Saoirse, yeah. <laughs> and Greta is not in the film. She's just directing and written it. Her in front of the camera I really love. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is I'm going to see this this weekend for sure. Then, and, and that might be back sooner or later because it's going to get a bunch of Oscar nominations. So that's something that may circle back again. Then we have two Ottawa premieres, Thelma, which looks like a how do you describe it? Like it's supernatural or it, it's yeah, not science fiction an per se. House. I love the trailer and the poster. The trailer's great, yeah. Yeah, like an art house series, but not sci-fi. But someone who has interdimensional. Uh, yeah, like a young fiction. woman has powers, and it's kind of about that. The trailer looks really great. Has one? It's one of those ones that on the festival circuit has has won a bunch of awards. Whenever I'm writing about something on Twitter or Facebook, Mm -hmm. movies like this are nice because sometimes, I won't name names, but sometimes we have movies it's hard to find a nice review for. You got to cheat and put in a lot of like dot, dot, dots between the quotes. (laughs) But movies like this is just, it's won a dozen awards and a lot of Oscar buzz for foreign, best foreign language film. Right. So yeah, that looks really interesting film we have for three screenings this week. And the other one, speaking of Willem Dafoe, is Do Donkeys Act? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. The trailer's great. I, th- this, I love the trailer, too. I think it's so funny. This is going to be a love-it-or-hate-it kind of movie. It did really well in Toronto. But it's uh, a documentary about donkeys that Willem Dafoe narrates in almost like a Herzogian kind of art yes, house way. Yes, yes. And that, that's it. It's a movie about donkeys. And, <laughs> I know this woman who loves horses. Yeah. And I'm like, are you going to come see do donkeys acting? She goes, what do you mean? So we're showing a documentary on, on, uh, on donkeys. Are you going to come? Yeah. You like horses? And she goes, no. How like, dare why? you? She's like, why not? She goes, donkeys are stupid. Oh, no. The dumbest animals in the world. I'm like, horse people, people love horses hate the donkeys. <laughs> or this woman does it. Yeah, yeah. And again, having just seen Florida Project, just hearing Willem Dafoe's voice talking about donkey relationships in a pen is, is yeah. yeah so I'm looking forward to that that's going to be fun and then we have The Room making encore screenings because it's playing it opens this week and I thought people yes. might want to go see Disaster Artist and see The Room right after yeah so I thought it might be trying worth it. we got to stop showing it so much though when are we going to do that it's crazy like so this is the is this the third weekend in a row we've had it or yeah. approximately because we had it yeah we had it for Greg then we had it for an encore for Best Friends and then now we have it to ride the coattails of Disaster Artist. Well, we're thinking maybe a couple of 9 o'clock shows. I think Wednesday, that's a good Thursday. idea because a lot of people, like myself included, midnight shows are often past my bedtime. Mm-hmm. So if we could squeeze in, even on like a slower night, like a Sunday at 9 or something like yeah, that, you know? I, th- I think, yeah, I think some of our regular members want to see it who wouldn't yeah. come, you know. And, th- and that might be a bit less scary. It might have a bit less of people yelling and throwing people things. People might like it. People hate it and think it's stupid because yeah. they get stoned and drunk and they come to a midnight <laughs> yeah. show. My parents like the room. They think it's actually a good drama. Yeah. Maybe some of the our demographic is seniors. Maybe we'll get a few seniors liking this movie. That'd be funny, yeah. So that that is Encore of the 100th Month, so a couple more late, late shows of that. Mm-hmm. Then we have, I begged Lee and I said, this might be a dumb idea, but can we please screen Batman Returns? Because it's a movie I love. And it's its 25th anniversary, and it's a Christmas movie. People kind of forget that yeah. it's a it's it's set in Gotham City at Christmas time. 
It really has one of my favorite Merry Christmases in all of cinema. And not to backhanded compliment it, but there's a difference between great cinema and movies you love. Mm-hmm. And I can accept any criticism that Batman Returns has, but I love it. I, well, that I, was like, you know, when I first saw it, I thought it was great. I love the design. I love Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. I, I think it probably holds up better than the first Batman because the first Batman's got all that stupid Prince music. Right, it. yeah. <laughs> and it really feels dated because of it. But Batman Returns is just a dark drama. And the, the Danny Elfman score stands out a bit more. Yeah. And fun little things like Paul Rubens is in it. Yeah. I, I really like it. And mm-hmm. so that's a fun Christmas movie that we've squeezed in. Then the other one is one of the classics, It's a Wonderful Life. It's yeah. funny, I just mentioned that it passed me by. I was just busy. But yesterday was our birthday. Yesterday was our 85th birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was our 85th? That was our 85th. Do you think we should have said something? I know. We totally <laughs> dropped the ball. And so I kind of said, sorry we dropped the ball. Oh, I, said, I saw the yeah, thing, yeah, where I said, I said, it just passed us by. I kind of knew it was coming. Although we didn't do anything special, it is kind of neat that we just showed three critically acclaimed movies. Because yesterday was The Square, Faces, Places, and Wonderstruck. So three yeah. really good movies. Yeah. But I said, we've got all kinds of other stuff going on, whether it be The Room or It's a Wonderful Life. So I'm going to go back on that post and say, if you want to celebrate the, the Mayfair's birthday, come see It's a Wonderful Life. Because it's great to see an old black and white movie that takes place in a small town that has a cinema in it in one shot. And I think even Jimmy Stewart yells out, I love you, you old movie house. Yeah. So that's our belated birthday screening. Come see It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. The close thing to time travel, kind of cinema nerd time travel, mm. is to come and see that at the Mayfair. It is, I hope we get a bit of snow. I don't know if we will because we don't have any snow yet. Right. But so that, that's another one of our Christmas special screenings that we have on this week. Is that all? That's it. Well, I then want... we have a rental called Subdued and oh, Ottawa yeah. Film Society. I was going to... Can I recommend something? Oh, not rec- I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up something playing at the Bytown tonight, which is Sure. In, in the spirit of the holiday season, <laughs> we'll recommend our friends at the Bytown. Well, Murder at the Circus is playing. Okay, yeah. At 10 o'clock tonight, it's a free screening, but they are taking donations. Yeah. It's like a 10-minute short film made by people from the Bytown. Oh, cool. So it's, it's made by Matt Boy- Goyer? No, who... One of the popcorn directors. One of the Bytown kids. Phil's in it. I think a bunch of Bytown guys are in it. This yeah. probably won't be up on the internet in time, but... Go keep an ear out for it because maybe they'll screen it again or they'll have it available elsewhere. I don't know. It's a short film. I think right. had, you know it's hard to get short films, and you just squeeze it in because of staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really wanted to go tonight. That's I cool. was going to go tonight. I'm Cheryl, my wife left town, <laughs> so I've got the kids in Orleans. And I can't leave a house. I can't leave them in a burning house by themselves. <laughs> God, you're the kids. <laughs> Those kids are cramping your style. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. We're going to probably. Wrap things up. Lee has a thousand things to do, like take care mail. of his children. I have to go mail, mail things. Mail. Yeah, and then I have to take care of my children, yes. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find more information about last-minute switches and new bookings on our website or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Do go visit our friends at House of Targa across the street. They've got all kinds of good events going on this holiday season. And, yeah, stay tuned because we'll have more stuff coming up in 2018. This is going to keep rolling. We're going to keep having too many movies to screen on one screen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you soon at the Mayfair. Of all the familiar sounds of Christmas, surely this one is the most beloved. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. My family's in Florida and I'm in New York. Funnily enough, we... Never lose our luggage. (laughs) Once again, the family that loves staying together. Can I help you? Reservation for McAllister? 
couldn't be further apart. He's in New York. Uh, New York. This is a vacation. Only two things could ruin this vacation. And they just hit town. Hiya, pal. Kerosene. Merry Christmas. Oh! 